Welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes, a Bachelor Nation podcast. I'm Sampy, a Bachelor newbie. And I'm Christy, a veteran. Join us as we take on season 25 of The Bachelor together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 11, the final episode slash after the final rose. Yes, it's the end of the road. Ah, the end of the rose. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Sorry, that was a terrible (laughs) pun. I apologize. (laughs) Yeah, but it's true, though. (laughs) Yes, perhaps for Chris Harrison, at least. Yeah, and maybe a couple other people. Oh, boy. Well, where should we start here, Christy? Uh, Well, there was some news this past week. Um, next season of The Bachelorette, which we can just spoil, I guess, that it's going to be Kate. No, you're not, e- <laughs> no. you're not even going to wait till the end? No, because, <laughs> you- the, <laughs> because the hosts are different. So we're going to have Tasha and Caitlin Bristow. I guess they're going to have two hosts for Katie. Okay, I have no idea season. who, I have no idea who the second one is. She was The Bachelorette of few years ago okay it would take too long to explain her her whole story so (laughs) okay yeah Mm. man you've been waiting for so long to share that haven't you the new host yeah i mean it's not been like super long yeah that was just announced like over the weekend actually oh okay i thought that was an earlier thing the katie being the next bachelorette was spoiled a while back Mm. And now you hear it here, folks. Uh, do you want to talk about the rest of that, or do you want to start um, at the beginning now? I guess, yeah, we can just say that Michelle is also going to be the Bachelorette, but it's going to air this fall, which they've never so done we, this before. And we have talked about this, I believe it was even last week, uh, about the timing of everything. So now, now is it going to be starting from the beginning of the year? Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. No, they're gonna do so after Katie's season. It's still gonna go Bachelor in Paradise like normal. Okay, and okay. then so, Bachelorette, and then I'm presuming they will film the next Bachelor season in the fall like normal. Okay, so in terms of airing beginning of the year bachelor then bachelorette bachelor in paradise bachelorette yeah interesting hmm lots of content (laughs) so do you want to talk about uh some of the crazy external stuff first or do you want to maybe go through the uh, quote-unquote episode portion I guess of, we can do the episode part. Okay, yeah, I think that probably makes sense, and then we can kind of talk about every everything else because that everything else probably ties more into the uh, after the final rose. Yeah, I'd say so. Well, let's get started then. Um, I took note that it was snowing at this point. So jealous. Yeah, I didn't remember it snowing. Like that early this would have been like november when this part was filmed last year but 
Well, they are. They are out in PA, aren't they? Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's not that far from where I am, but I guess it was. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So two women left: Michelle and yep. Rachel. I noticed they have the pensive journaling shots. <laughs> so cheesy. It's like here, girls, just like stand there and pretend to write something down while we film you, like pondering this journey so far. Yeah, that that reminded me of uh, the sort of thing you'd see in maybe like a a college or university like advertisement, or even some sort of like smaller camp <laughs> type thing where it's just like footage of student like they're just sitting out on their own journals deep in thought journaling away like <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny i honestly the actual episode portion of this was fairly forgettable yes we're probably not going to spend a ton of time on it because the juicy stuff happens later but yeah michelle meets his mom, Patty, and brother, John. And did you know he had a brother before this? Because I had no idea. Um, yes, but I didn't really know anything about him. Okay. I still don't know yeah. anything about him. Besides, <laughs> <laughs> besides the fact that he did seem to be pretty soft-spoken. Yeah, he seemed nice, I guess. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so Michelle went first here. Yeah. Did you observe anything? Not not really. I mean, it's the same. <laughs> Talking about how great Matt is. Um, yeah, I guess... Uh, I'm sorry, you go ahead. Well, there was one thing that this is not important, but when Matt was chatting with his mom... He had his hand on her thigh, yeah. just like he does with the women. <laughs> that, that really was yeah, unnerving. <laughs> I like rewatched that clip this morning. It was so like creepy. Oh man, yeah. The only the only real thing uh, about the Michelle portion was how she gave him the jerseys. Oh yeah, that was later. But yes, that was painful wasn't that in her segment that was with the last date like when he came to her room oh wow i totally wrote that down in the wrong place my apparently my notes are disorganized wow it's okay i just spoiled everything <laughs> <laughs> well i guess that's a that goes to show how much i remembered about this this segment which apparently was nothing well there really wasn't much here <laughs> <laughs> i mean they had a snowball fight after they made out. It was standard stuff. So tell me then from a wider perspective, as somebody who has no idea what's going on, what is the purpose of these segments? Well, it's usually it ends up being the parents or the family likes one girl over the other. And so that creates tension. Like last season, there was one that, the mom was like in hysterics over like she's the best thing. She's an angel sent from heaven above. Um, 
and yeah so usually there's like tension there where the bachelor prefers one person but the family prefers the other but this episode the they liked both girls so that just made it kind of dull yeah there wasn't a whole lot of meat to chew on no i guess the biggest thing was i guess what patty ended up saying to matt that just kind of ruined everything oh yeah ruined (laughs) everything (laughs) yes uh tell us about that christy yes after she meets or after yeah after rachel meets um patty and john that was more of the same nothing there and then i guess matt comes back to talk to them like for a debrief afterwards and patty says things like love isn't the end all be all feelings can fade and for some reason this just like really sets matt off in a way i've never seen before and i didn't understand at all because that's Uh. neither of those statements are all that profound like i just feel like he should have known feelings can fade and then all of a sudden it's like oh well i saw what happened with my parents like i'm not ready i'm pumping the brakes (laughs) Like, I don't understand what happened here. (laughs) Yeah, it so uh, I do want to talk about this in in more depth, um, but maybe right now isn't the best place for it. But, yeah, that that really did set him off quite strangely. I don't know if we even, and I care to talk about... uh, Rachel's segment here but um jump like jumping ahead a little bit where he was talking to Chris then yes and just (laughs) I know you noticed this uh but just how angry Chris was (laughs) (laughs) during this conversation yeah I he talked Matt talked about like the more I learn about my family the more I need to like pump the brakes on this commitment and Chris just just says that's a lot (laughs) (laughs) and like Matt talks about oh I got new info I have a change of heart mom doesn't want me to make the same mistake she did and I'm just thinking didn't he know he knew about his family dynamic before he became the bachelor I don't understand why now at the end this is happening and and then Chris is like so what you're saying is you don't want to get engaged at the end of this and he's just like <laughs> shooting daggers into him like he looked so mad he's like if you if you do me even worse than Claire did I'm gonna kill you I'm gonna kill you <laughs> oh, that's right he's still traumatized from that I'm sure <laughs> oh, yeah yeah it is kind of kind of funny because I, I think this is how we sort of believe things should be but I guess that's why we're not on The Bachelor but just how yeah of course people change and feelings change um and there's actually I believe some actual research done on how love changes over time specifically what we feel as people sort of during different stages of our life uh particularly with romantic partners but just how that stuff does change, but it's not really a reason to just be like, yeah, ah, love fades, whatever. Like, yeah, because that's not necessarily accurate unless you allow it 
to be the case a lot of the time because there are really different types of loves. And additionally, I think we both believe this about just how relationships are a long-term thing. <laughs> like, like when you marry somebody, it's a, it's a pretty long-term thing. And those types of feelings are things you actually have to work to maintain and work to maintain the relationship. Uh, so it was pretty funny to just see how much he was overthinking this. Yeah. But also quite sad. I mean, there's lots of reasons not to get engaged on The Bachelor because that's just crazy. <laughs> but like this being the thing that makes you crumble at the end just didn't make a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. So do you want to go back to Rachel meets the family or should we just forge um, ahead? Let's just keep going. There's nothing <laughs> happened there either. Sorry, Rachel. It was boring. No, nope, she thinks... <laughs> She knew from the first night she was going to fall in love. I mean, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing there. Particularly with how this whole ends. Like, mm, like what's the yes. point? I guess let's move on to Michelle's date. Yes. They go back to, like, the main building where all the, like, rules ceremonies and everything happened. And they went up to the roof. Oh, so romantic. Yeah, and they spot this heart-shaped date, I guess, that was set up on the ground. And the only way to get there is to rappel down the side. <laughs> uh, tell us how you really feel about that, Christy. I, I just, I don't understand these adrenaline type. We must prove our love for each other by performing a heart-stopping activity just... And then, like, as they were actually rappelling down, like, they, it took them a while to get the hang of it. Like, Matt jumped off, <laughs> like, upside down. Like an idiot. <laughs> his feet were above his head. Yeah, that's not how you do that, folks. <laughs> Thank goodness for strong uh, ropes. Yeah, I don't know. I would definitely rappel down a building. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> Christy, on the other hand... Does not want that in her life. Especially with the way that, like, the way they did it. I feel like the same with the skydiving earlier in the season. They keep showing, like, these types of things, but done wrong. <laughs> so I'm like, I definitely <laughs> don't want to do this now. Well, I guess you'll just have to find a, uh, a place where they repel down buildings properly and give it a try there. I guess so. All sorts of kissing still. There was a lot of kissing mm -hmm. in this episode. Yeah, they had to pause repelling to kiss on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't wait till they got to the ground. Look, if I was if I was gonna be repelling off the side, I mean, it was probably, I mean, the the building was like four stories high or something, wasn't it? Like it's a pretty remember. tall building. Yeah, it was tall. Pretty tall building. Like that's a decent amount of time. Like if I was going down, like with my wife there rappelling down the side of the building. I would stop to kiss. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just a guy thing where we're like, yeah, we'd love to kiss people rappelling off buildings. While you're dangling <laughs> in the air. Yeah. That sounds fun. <laughs> uh, not really on Christie's priority list, people. Mm, no, my priority <laughs> is to get safely to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, was this night 
portion heartbreaking or what? Yeah, I knew it was coming, but it was still Well, of course you knew it was coming. To watch. You know everything. Yeah, so this is actually when she gave him the jerseys. Yes. Usually there's um, a gift given at the last date like this, so this is like kind of normal. But okay. Matt Michelle gave him these matching jerseys and he was like, "Well, that's it." <laughs> <laughs> Well, because the thing, I don't know, I, uh, it's just unfortunate. Because, <laughs> like, right, because he played basketball with her and her family, and they were kind of talking about changing the world together and, like, all this different stuff. And so, I was actually quite a thoughtful gift given all of their it was. history so yeah um yeah so it was miss it was mr james and mrs james uh matching jerseys uh, and then he was like uh you need to leave <laughs> <laughs> yeah said he is having doubts i mean this is all still stemming from the whole feelings can fade yeah i guess and now he can't see it with michelle all of a sudden like i don't blame her for feeling blindsided like this came out of nowhere for her yeah and matt has kind of done a lot of this sort of thing yeah which is unfortunate Uh, yeah yeah. she said it was a flip of a switch and then matt's like i don't want you to think it was a flip of a switch but i feel like it was like, as far as she knew, she met his family and everything was great. Yeah. So. Which, this, the sad thing was, too, that, she, like, she met his family after he started freaking out. Right? <laughs> it was kind of around the same time. Well, I guess, I guess right after. Yeah. He just, he just can't shake that feelings fade. <laughs> No, I guess not. I'm beginning to think this man isn't ready to get married. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's one thing I forgot to mention earlier. There was a sound bite, um, I guess, like, right before his mom met the two girls, and mom said, it's a long shot he will be engaged. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> she knew something. Wow. That's, uh... That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, because she, uh, you were telling me last night, right, that people were not a fan of her because she, like, voted for Trump. Yeah, well, I guess I don't know that for sure who she voted for, but she's uh, well, posted yeah, we, stuff. We don't, but. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, internet people get very angry. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a recurring theme. I feel like I've said I feel like I've said those exact same words. Internet people get very angry in at least like four of our episodes. <laughs> Probably. Because <laughs> let me tell you, it's true. It is very true. Oh, man. Yeah, so really, at this point, he is just completely losing his mind. And... Is all like, uh, I need, I need time, and so 
Yeah, he has a scene with Chris again, just sitting on the ground. Just more of the same. I refuse to put Rachel through what my mom went through. And then that famous line, everything I was working towards is starting to crumble. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, he said that before, hasn't he? See, I don't know where that audio came from originally. I don't know if they played it earlier and it came from here. Or from- oh, maybe me. Oh, actually, yes. I think it, I, cause I think they've, they've shown like a preview of this a couple times. So that must be where, where it comes from. Cause I definitely, we have heard that before. Yeah. I thought they played that over like the preview of Rachel crashing from skydiving, but it seems like it really was from this episode. But yeah, I think, I think you are correct. <laughs> so yeah, Rachel gets a note. Um, Actually, no, before that, Chris comes to her door and she goes, hi, like really <laughs> this weird like, greeting. Um, and she was excited, Christy. Yes, but a little too excited to see Chris. That's not a good thing. If you see Chris Harrison arriving, when it's supposed to be Matt. Mm, so, yeah, he was also uh, he talking of Chris Harrison was also just leaning on the door in a very strange fashion as well during that whole interaction with her. I missed that. I was very confused. But yeah, I mean, was there any was there anything there that I that I missed besides just like you know, very much yeah, he needs some time. I hate to like be the bearer of bad news, but like there's not going to be a date today. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, so then we had to we had to pump Matt back up. <laughs> yeah, he's too too sad. He's in shambles. Hmm. Yeah. So how do they get him back, Christy? Well, we bring in Neil Lane because <laughs> <laughs> Neil Lane needs to have product placement at least once a Wait. season. Can I can I say your quote about this, or is that too bad? Is that too terrible? No, you can't. so a few weeks ago we were talking about neil lane this is outside of an episode i believe uh and christy says i don't want a ring from that creepy old man (laughs) (laughs) oh he just he he just like resurfaces with his box of rings like I don't know why. Yeah, he's I'm like so creepy. <laughs> well, I think, and and this is just sort of my first impressions, but he does. You do sort of get the vibe a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you've see. It's, I think it's sort of a trope, uh, um, perhaps more common in older movies or or even like memes and stuff like that, of like that alleyway drug dealer who has like the trench coat and they open it up and it's like. They have all these things attached to the inside of the trench coat. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that's the sort of thing that it reminds me. Of. I was like, Psst, "You want a really ugly engagement ring? <laughs> I got you, man. I got all these things." Yeah, and they really are ugly. Like the one Matt picked was terrible. Yeah, and I think that just probably ends up being because I I don't know 
the rest of his catalog, but I would assume that they sort of bring a certain selection because of right it's a it's like a hundred thousand dollar ring right thereabouts just ridiculously overpriced and so i i think at that point at that sort of level it ends up being more about the status of it instead of the beauty of it necessarily like it matters more i think for it to be just like a giant stone i guess because every year it's always like this just gaudy just over the top yeah and i think that's the point it's it's just like uh oh what's her face who who was it uh that we were talking about fairly recently um was it was it demi lovato's engagement ring yeah she had a very ugly one as well as ariana grande yeah but again those those are both situations where like the ring was just like absurdly expensive i mean mean, by by a factor of like 10 at least probably over over these rings like those were like million dollar or multi-million dollar rings Mm -hmm. and so i think that ultimately that is the point that it's just like yeah i was able to afford a diamond the size of your face (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's obnoxious in my opinion (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I guess this was just one Neil Lane product placement and then trying to push Matt into engagement. Yeah, <laughs> he said the ring represents what my father couldn't give to my mother, which was an odd statement, I thought, and then asking, am I ready for this? Which I'm thinking maybe mm. he should have figured that out before he signed on to become <laughs> The Bachelor, but what do I know? <laughs> Wow, that is so mean. Maybe a little bit, <laughs> but this makes no sense. Like, well, because he also did say, right? He was like, maybe I just need to feel the ring in my hand. I know what. It's <laughs> <laughs> like maybe that'll give me clarity about oh, what I Matt. need to do. Yeah, I'm making fun of him now because I'll come to his defense later. <laughs> Yeah, I have some notes about uh, about things that I want to say about that whole situation. Um, but yeah, so he's like, okay, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah, and sends Rachel a letter telling her to meet him at the lake. Mm-hmm. Yes, you. <laughs> uh, just... I- Please, please explain this this whole situation because I'm very interested to hear how you would describe like the whole just setting and well what happened. This here. is like normally what would happen at the end with the final two. Normally, both Michelle and Rachel would have showed up to this final like proposal site, and he would mm-hmm. Michelle would have walked up and gave her a little speech, and then Matt would have started his speech and then said some nice things and then said but. My feelings are stronger for somebody else. And then it's very awkward. And then Michelle, he walks her back to the limo SUV and she drives away. And then Rachel would show up. And they would like get engaged. So this is just half of that, basically. But with a very somber, miserable mood. Like, (laughs) 
Matt. <laughs> I one side note I saw on Instagram that the tie he was wearing cost two hundred and twenty dollars. It's a Gucci tie. Wow, I <laughs> I don't understand that. But yeah, he just honest. looks so sad. Um, <laughs> a great a great outlook to have when you're supposed to be proposing to somebody. I know, and then he even said, it's all going to come to me when I see her. I don't know how this will end. <laughs> oh, no. How is this your mindset here? It's I'm really glad he didn't propose. Can you imagine if he had? Oh, that would have been slightly awkward. But yeah, oh. It's just funny, too, because uh, as we've talked about before, the sort of uh, outlook that we that the two of us have in our own personal lives is just very different <laughs> than yeah <laughs> the working of things on The Bachelor. You know, just how, like, and I feel like this is maybe more normal. Hopefully it's more normal, but, like, I am going to want to marry the person that I propose to. So I'm going to be happy about it. And it's just going to be a lot more certain. <laughs> <laughs> I would certainly hope so. This. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah Rachel. Quite a lot. Arise. <laughs> this was just weird, too. Like, I guess she gave her a little speech, which I did not retain any of. Um. <laughs> And then Matt has a speech where he's like, everything I found or everything I was looking for, I found with you. The easy thing would be to propose and make you happy. (laughs) 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 But I don't want to repeat the mistakes my parents made of rushing into a proposal. That's why I can't propose today. But that doesn't mean I want to lose you. I want to leave here with you, commit to you. I see you as my wife and mother of my kids. Yeah, and he did actually to the shock of everyone say that he loved her yeah so at that (laughs) moment things were fine well and uh talk about the weather a little bit oh yeah we saw it was snowing (laughs) recently and rachel is in a normal dress she must have been so cold like i could see her breath yeah, I mean it was what no no sleeves, no no jacket, just seventy degree weather attire. Yeah, it was slightly more chilly than that. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. So that's kind of where we left things. Yeah. No, no proposal, no engagement, but just riding off I guess in a horse still, carriage, still dating. Riding yep. off into the sunset. <sighs> yeah. So then we moved to after the final rose. Oh boy. So, <laughs> where do you want to where do you want to start here, Christy? I mean, I guess we can start where Emmanuel starts, so he comes out as the host and referenced Rachel's photos right off the bat. Um, so did you want to talk about him 
specifically at all like anything like about um, Emmanuel himself I mean I thought he did fine I mean it's a weird position to come into to a spot where somebody has been doing this for like almost 20 years mm-hmm. you are I think you are correct uh, I thought that he did a good job uh, the only kind of funny thing and I don't I I have not I'm not familiar with the other media stuff he does uh so i'm not sure if this is a normal thing for him or if he was just sort of getting into the whole thing but it's sometimes known and i don't know if this is more of a common thing that people know this culturally or if it's just like because i've been in actor circles and at drama school and stuff but it's maybe referred to as the william shatner school of acting sort of thing because there's a lot of pregnant pauses and a lot of pauses maybe where they didn't totally make sense which is just kind of funny because I do that a ton <laughs> myself <laughs> uh and I think mine sort of comes more from doing a lot more theater and Shakespeare I don't know where his comes from but it's just kind of funny because like ah I do that <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, I noticed it that much i guess i just assumed that was like his speaking style but i also it might be i it, also it totally haven't might be. like i've heard him on a podcast but i don't remember like if that's how he spoke there so that's about yeah, all i have I, I would have to i would have to look into more of the stuff that he does to speak on that more definitively um but yeah he did a good a good job i would say yeah. So I guess they started with Michelle, who came out wearing a $1,400 dress. Um, I love how that, how, how that works. Like, she didn't buy that. That They have stylists who come in with these name brand dresses <laughs> just for TV. Uh, so fun. Must be nice. Yes. I guess they talk about her breakup. <laughs> Um, I guess the main thing with the breakup is that she wanted to talk more with him, but that either wasn't allowed or Matt just didn't want to. I was a little unsure. Yeah, because wasn't she talking about how she was talking about the producers at some point in there? Um yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet if, if if it was just like okay, he dumped you, get out of here, uh, or if she like tried to have a conversation with him after the show. Maybe like I'm not totally sure. Yeah, well, I think it was while they were still there in Pennsylvania. Okay. So and then they he, Emmanuel also asked her how she felt about Rachel's photos, um, which I thought she had a good response there. About how she felt hurt, how it's like a lack of understanding of racial history, um, and also like how it was another weight added on when then Chris tried to defend Rachel's photos. That was an important part too. Yeah, well, as we all know, he made that situation much worse. Yes. Would any of this have happened had Chris Harrison not done that interview? 
I think they would have still talked about the photos. I just think it wouldn't have blown up in the media as much. Because mm-hmm. it was primarily just like a Twitter Reddit thing before Chris stuck his foot in it. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, yeah, he he did not do a good job there. <laughs> no, I feel like his only like outside of the show, right? Because they do they do create some drama on the show, but I feel like outside of the show, his job is primarily to not cause drama <laughs> yes he's very much the, the company man just cliche he, responses he totally <laughs> failed there <laughs> yeah so uh michelle gets her couple minutes with matt here that she had wanted yeah matt apologized for not talking with her after the breakup um, this was their typical, like, final two-person convo. Okay. Like, you've taught me a lot. I know what I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, I did love how she pointed out his thanks for sharing phrase. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we've been, uh, we've been dragging him for that for yes. quite a while. And, oh, yeah, and, and she also, uh, I think she started. She was like, you know, "I hope you, uh, I hope you start kissing with your eyes closed, <laughs> and come up with more phrases than thanks for sharing." <laughs> yes, a good line. Yes, quite, quite funny. <laughs> yeah. So then, bye, bye, Michelle. Yes, for now. For now. So then, Emmanuel chats with Matt about um being the first black bachelor and just i guess being black in general i thought this was a good convo especially Mm -hmm. for the bachelor audience (laughs) are you saying they needed to hear this (laughs) perhaps based on some of the comments i've seen on the internet people just don't understand well you know nobody's gonna pay attention to this no, they probably blocked it out, but at least it was there. Yeah, I mean, they probably didn't even listen, like watch the episode. <laughs> po- that's possible, but I feel like if you watched up until 10 o'clock, are you really going to turn it off and not well, see maybe. like how this all ends just because you hate I mean, that Chris isn't dep- there? Dep- pe- people can be pretty angry. <laughs> huh. mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought it was probably a... Uh, a better conversation than maybe normally happens. Yeah. As well. Um, yeah. And particularly because I, and I keep, <laughs> I keep saying this. I have notes of things to say later. Um, I guess I'll, I, I guess I'll wait a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, but so basically, uh, I saying that because I have, I have things to say about Matt. And so I don't want to just come across as like reveling in his failures here. Uh, but we did find out here that he and Rachel are no longer together, which our listeners may remember last episode 
where I said, right, and this was last episode, wasn't it? And not two episodes ago. About the beard? Or actually, no, it was two episodes ago because it was the women tell all. Yes, that was two weeks ago. Uh, And just so everybody knows as well, uh, unlike Christy, I do not see spoilers. Correct. So I don't actually know what's happening. But two weeks ago, when I saw him on The Women Tell All, I was like, that is a single beard. And I bet he went to the end with Rachel, and then they broke up afterwards. (laughs) That's what I said. You were right. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to confirm it at the time. (laughs) No, Christy wouldn't give me anything, but it turns out that I was right, unfortunately, that it does appear to be a single beard after all. Yes, it turns out all her just mess was which, too much. Which, and uh, here's a question for you. Do you think that the punishment matched the crime? Um, Based on the stuff that was revealed later, yes. What stuff was revealed later? Like the fact that Matt had to explain to her, like, why that was problematic or wrong, like, in 2021. Okay. And just, like, I guess the fact that she, like, I feel like it's hard to be in a relationship with somebody if they don't understand just fundamental stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. just based on, like, their body language later, it really seemed like he really didn't like her anymore. <laughs> like, there might have even been more stuff, like, behind the, I don't know what their conversations yeah, were o- like, but... Yeah, and obviously we don't we don't know everything that happened. Uh, and I think it can be easy to some level to just be like, yeah, like... You know, she went to this party, and like, yeah, it was it was dumb, but she, you know, she grew up in Alabama, so like, whatever. And I think a lot of people are like, do have that mindset, and like, mm-hmm. like, whatever, who who cares? But once you sort of add later things, right? Because it's one thing, it's one thing if it's like something that's happened in the past and was an isolated incident versus just like having this constant mindset yeah plus there were other things too besides just that party so it was like i guess just a combination of things plus matt having to be the one to sit her down and talk about like you don't want to have to do that right that and that's 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 tough too especially as a black person that's not that's not his job correct (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it, it is it is it is kind of tough because you do on one hand you do want to, uh, I guess be be aware, and I think it's the reality of living in a like a more multicultural world of just like there are going to be people who are different from you, uh, and that's just sort of the reality of the of the situation, and so you do actually need to try to put some effort into like understanding the people you're going to come across 
that that can be tough sometimes i think without like learning from people of those backgrounds right mm-hmm. but at the same time i think it would be incredibly difficult to expect your romantic partner to have that like <laughs> like have that responsibility yeah uh, I th- versus taking more of the responsibility your, your yourself yeah it's just tough i also feel like matt was facing a lot of pressure just from the audience not to stay with some money with that past so I feel like that might have factored into it as well. Like if this were just some random guy and girl and this came up in her past and they're just like a normal person, I, that might have changed things some. Yeah, I mean, I think there was pressure from all, from, from all sorts of angles, from people being unhappy about her past, people being like, why is this an issue? Like Chris Harrison rules, like be yeah. in love, <laughs> like – there there was there were a lot of things like that and i think that he was concerned about that from the beginning i mean you had his initial sort of aside with chris where he was like yeah you know a lot of people are gonna expect me to like end up with someone who's black but like i like i don't know like all that different stuff i think there was a lot of pressure on him for sure yeah so he um brought rachel out i guess by herself um to talk about everything i think the best part of this segment was the fact that she didn't even like emmanuel asked her like did she lay awake at night wondering if these photos were going to surface and she said no like I am that was shocking to me. Like you're going yeah, on so, a show with the first black bachelor and you have slavery photos in your past and you don't wonder. Hmm. Yeah, first of all, that was a great question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, also yeah. And, and it's kind of funny that he did like ask that question because it is something that we've talked about on the show yeah, before, right? Yeah, I was wondering that Just too. Just about how how uh how these people even in maybe more extreme examples uh like what's her face the the previous contestant you were t- telling us about who had a million and a half tweets just oh, like taylor being terribly mean to like every single group of people under the sun it, that is that is a question and i think her answer here was quite uh illuminating and I think that probably is what happens with people. They just they just don't. They just don't think about it because they don't realize that it could be taken a certain way, and they don't realize that it's not, you know, a good thing that they did those things. Yeah. <laughs> and so they don't worry about it. I think that's probably the most common thing is they just don't don't worry about it. And perhaps that's why we're so confused is because maybe we are more self-aware and so if we did post something that was inappropriate we would know because we do (laughs) think about those things and it would be like it would be a big deal for us and it would be bad because we we know that those are the sorts of things that 
do not reflect who we are as as people, right? So that was yeah, that was a pretty interesting question. Uh, it was also kind of funny that they put up the the photo. Of- <laughs> yes. <laughs> like just in case you miss this. <laughs> Which is also just kind of funny, too, because I feel like the the photo itself isn't that. And, and maybe maybe that's why they felt like they could share it versus, like, if it had been a photo of her, say, I don't know, like in blackface or something. So the context, obviously, the context was the important thing, right? Because otherwise it would have just been, like, these three ladies in these frilly dresses but it was pretty yeah like yeah let's just put this up yeah we'll just like get this up uh so uh how does this make you feel (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i thought that was pretty funny the one thing that just kind of got me here right because i have sort of defended rachel a little bit in the past but when he was asking (laughs) about so like what like what have you done to kind of like deal with this (laughs) and literally her response was like you know i like i could just sit here and tell you about like all the books i've read all the documentaries i've watched all the podcasts i've listened to (laughs) and it's just like well then like tell tell like (laughs) right like that because she literally just was like, yeah, I've done all this stuff and I've taken action. But she never really actually said anything that that she's done. Uh, which is just kind of, I, I don't know. It was like, really? Yeah, it was a weird response. Like, I mean, I guess on the social media she can post like what she's learning, but then none of that really matters. Like, I don't really care what she posts on her social media. Like, I think what you do in real life is more important, but. Yeah, exactly. And, and obviously, uh, obviously I don't, I don't think that, I don't think it's easy to be a judge of that. Right. And I think it's also, it's a little weird sometimes too and i forget exactly what chris harrison said but in one of his statements he was like yeah i'm going to see like it's like a racial like a racial coach or something like that like yeah he was like i i don't remember the exact terminology um so that sort of thing can kind of be weird because it's like well like right it's just it's just hard to judge people's intentions and and stuff yeah, because racism is more internal, usually. Like, the, your thought process, like, you, that comes out in your actions, usually, and the things you say. Yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that does end up being internal. Um, but it's just, like, so, again, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to judge, but I did not like her attitude. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, the way she went about that, just how, like, let me just tell you what I'm doing while not telling you what I'm doing. Yeah. That was kind of painful. Yeah, well, what followed was even more painful when Matt <laughs> came out and joined them. Just lots of dead air, silence, sighs. Uh, just 
brutal. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it. Like we literally like went to commercial break, came back, and it was more like. And it was still yeah. Basically, he was just <laughs> Matt was sitting there like. Like basically just sitting there, internal screaming, internal <laughs> screaming, and we got to commercial, came back, and he was still, and and Emmanuel Celeste was just like, use your words, Matt, <laughs> like like, yeah, say something. He he eventually <laughs> did come back and say the most disappointing thing was having to explain why it was problematic, not fully understanding blackness, like what our kids would go through. Um. He also said, I didn't sign up to have this conversation, which I kind of locked in on that, too. Like, Matt, being the first black bachelor, this this should have not been something he had to deal with. Like, at all. Producers should have protected him, done the necessary research to make sure you don't have a situation like this. And they Mm -hmm. failed. Like they failed mm-hmm. him, and like specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This was a quite awkward conversation. Yeah. I also want to point out real quick that Rachel's mom apparently went on social media and said, "How could she be racist if she's dating a black man?" <laughs> <laughs> so like, her family is not helping things either. Well, I mean, I. This was just hard to watch. As he was talking about previously, and obviously we we don't know what's on people's hearts and minds, and we have a very limited perspective based on what's been filmed and what we've seen online. But I don't particularly think that she's racist either. But as uh, Manuel was saying uh, earlier at one point. You know, just because, you know, you're not somebody who, like, sees a black person or, like, an Asian person or whatever, who whatever ethnicity, and just because you don't see somebody like that and go, like, oh, man, uh, gross, or, like, they're lesser than I am, or, like, whatever, like, whatever sort mm-hmm. of things you typically think about as being more overt things, even even if that's not where you are, that doesn't excuse you from being an idiot uh and not you know understanding things yeah like he was saying like things can show up as racially ignorant but that doesn't mean you are a racist essentially yeah and that's not to say obviously that that that's not something that can you know hurt other people yeah um mm-hmm. you know or be stupid <laughs> stupid yeah, or bad still not good yeah, it's yeah, it's still it's still not good, but that is in, in particular, yeah, the the uh, and and this maybe not quite quite as extreme, but sort of the uh, thing you hear something. It's like I'm not racist. I like I know I know a black person. Yeah, <laughs> they're like one of my like I I'm a black friend. I'm not racist. Yeah. Well, like maybe maybe you're not like racist in your heart of hearts or whatever, but like you very well may have just like misconceptions or you know harmful stereotypes or Mm -hmm. you know what have you what fun the the only uh, and and this isn't really a problem with him but i just feel like it was kind of 
savage for Emmanuel to be like, yeah, you should, you guys should have a final embrace. Oh, that was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> they just sat there stone-faced. Just sat there on the couch doing nothing. Oh, that was, they should have edited that out. That was very painful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was, ugh, I mean, pretty funny. But I, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know what what the thinking was behind that. I don't know if he just thought that maybe they would or he thought it would be good television for them to not. Uh, I was like, oh, man, you really just kind of called him out here. Yeah. <laughs> just sat there. Yeah. Uh did you want to talk about uh, the Bachelorette reveal at all more uh, before I kind of talk about what I wanted to talk about here? Um, there wasn't much here. They brought both of them out, which I thought was interesting. Um, trying to act like one of them was going to get it. But like, come on, you're not going <laughs> to say to one, you have it. And the other one's just sitting there bummed. Like, of course, <laughs> like it's going to be both. But I'm happy about it. I like mm -hmm. Michelle. Yeah, I mean, I the two of them were among, you know, my more liked contestants from this season. So I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I guess uh, I'll try to keep this fairly short, um, and definitely comment or challenge me if you wish christy but my big takeaway from this season was that matt was wholly and totally unprepared for the this experience in every possible way and part of that i think goes back to your comment about uh, the producers not protecting him uh but i also think that that really boils down to uh in a lot of ways because i think the i think the producers not protecting him ended up being more of uh, an extra thing or a or potentially a symptom of of the larger problem but ultimately i think that matt needs therapy honestly. yes <laughs> like that's complete like that is just like dead dead seriously like that is my takeaway like i think that you know there's there was just so much going on in his life you know being being raised by by a single mom and his dad was not present like that i'm sure did so much damage and caused so much hurt to him you know like going back to the producers not protecting him i think that as we were talking about before them airing that conversation that he had with his father was a terrible idea and uh, really that is a conversation that i think should have happened one off screen but also uh not in the bachelor but also <laughs> also with a therapist or a mm -hmm. counselor of some kind um somebody to actually guide the conversation a little bit somebody who could speak into the situation as a third party uh kind of direct things in a positive direction 
Um, and I think that there's just so much... I think he was just bringing so much baggage into this exper- experience that even if all this other stuff hadn't happened, I feel like he wouldn't have been in a great place by the end of this anyway. Like earlier, when his mom was like, yeah, like love is fading, like, and that really threw him for a loop. I think that threw him for a loop because of his entire life experience. And so he's like trying to make his own sort of destiny uh, that's separate from his parents and you know he wants to like be there as a husband he doesn't want to repeat his parents mistakes there are so many things that just sort of point to unresolved trauma in my perspective and as somebody who like is a huge advocate for like therapy counseling um I think if he had been able to go through a process like that before this, um, and not, I'm, I'm not talking about like in preparation for this. I feel like honestly that he should not have even done The Bachelor just because of his own <laughs> problems. Like I think he's, mm-hmm. I think he's a, a good guy and I don't have a problem with, with him being The Bachelor, but I, in, in some ways, I feel like him going on The Bachelor in the state that he went on The Bachelor was similar to how it would have been if I had gone on The Bachelor like six years ago. <laughs> like it just a train wreck because there's so much stuff that he needs to be able to deal with in a healthy way personally himself. And then obviously you have all of this extra stuff that's stacked on, on top of that. And so you have all this unresolved trauma, his his expectations of where he wants his life to go and how he doesn't want to be uh, like his father, and you just stack everything else, all of the all of the Rachel stuff and how that just absolutely totally blew up, you know, with the Chris Harrison interview, and then I'm sure he was getting all sorts of pressure from all sides regarding that, like, oh, you sh- you shouldn't get engaged to this woman you know, she's horrible, you know, oh, like, who cares, like, Chris Harrison's the best, like, why would you be concerned about this, and so there were just so many extra things, and then on top of that, then he actually, like, had to confront the fact that, like, these things were true about Rachel, and that he did kind of have to explain to her why it was a big deal, and I think ultimately all of those things just combined to end in the result that we saw at the end of the episode yeah he looked like broken like just like this whole thing just did a number on him like mentally like every way just yeah i I would i would not i would not be surprised at all and that's something that i've and again, like I, with all of the media and attention, this is more intense in in a lot of ways than what I've gone through. But just from my own mental health perspective, that's all I can really speak on. That's something that happens when you have a lot of unresolved trauma. You can only you can only stuff things down so far. Uh, there's only a there's a limited capacity to do that, and eventually. 
the more and more stuff that gets ad- added on, particularly the more traumatic stuff that gets added on in a short time frame, it's very easy for that stuff to spill over. And so now not only are you dealing with the stuff that's happening in the present, you know, so dealing with the Rachel scandal and having to be like, yeah, like this is what it means for me to be a black man. Suddenly you have everything from his childhood on through just like, like exploding into his life now. So I don't know. I should say, you know, I'm not a a licensed therapist or psychologist or anything, but that's kind of my perspective from dealing with my own serious mental health stuff in the past. It just, I feel like they really did not treat him well. And I don't know if that's something that they should have. Like, I, I know that they really should have protected him a lot better, but is that something... I don't know how you even find something like that out, right? Unless, unless it does come to the surface like this. Well, and maybe it wouldn't have happened if they had actually like done a good job at protecting him. That you, there is probably an argument there. I mean, they do lots of like psychological testing, and there's supposedly a therapist on set, but producers as a rule do a terrible job of protecting like all their contestants in the past just they they do a lot of things to screw them over it's they air things that are embarrassing and splice together to make it look like you said things you didn't like they just don't they never have contestants best interests at heart so if you're gonna do this show you need to be in a better mental state to start off with and it sounds like matt wasn't and then you mm-hmm. add all the racial stuff on top of that, and it's just disaster. Yeah, uh, and maybe that goes back to like, uh, right, his sort of coming into the show fresh. Yes, um, never having that done that potentially. It before. Yeah, that 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 potentially was another a mistake, another thing because he really didn't know what to expect. Yeah, um, and I've I've seen a lot of people online, you know, dragging him about uh, just his well, a lot of things like indecisiveness, like all of the all of the things that we've seen her just like scratching our heads. We're like, Matt, what what incarnation are you are you thinking here? But I think that all of those things make a lot more sense when you can consider the big picture. Which is why, like, ultimately, like, I just feel bad for the guy. Because mm-hmm. I know I, I know how difficult the mental health component of stuff is and how painful the childhood trauma thing is. And then there's just so much more added on top of that. It's like I, like, I broke under, like, a quarter of that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, he had all this extra stuff added. So yeah, I really I really hope that he is able to be around people who actually are supportive of him and don't just exist to screw him over and I hope that he does get therapy. Yeah. I also think he needs to probably take a bit of a break from social media and just 
bachelor people in general because yeah. those people generally don't have your best interests at heart and when you're have a ton of followers and you're just a pseudo celebrity it's hard to that can't that sort of circumstance can't be easy to get your mind right in correct yeah i would i would agree with that and as you were saying before um i think it was last episode and i think you've probably said it before then too like this is a whole ecosystem right and i don't think that it is a healthy ecosystem <laughs> far from it <laughs> and so if you're if you're part of that ecosystem i think things can be very difficult if you actually like legitimately need help of some kind because as as people are hopefully becoming more aware of social media is not particularly healthy nope um, and probably even less healthy for black bachelor people yes just because of how just utterly terrible people are to them online yeah people are really nasty I'm just annoyed that like like last summer when everything was happening after George Floyd, ABC was like, oh crap, we've never had a black bachelor. <laughs> they cast one and then this is what happened. Like this whole mess is not supposed to be like this. No, and honestly, I feel like this is maybe even more of a <laughs> an indictment against the show <laughs> than maybe some of the other stuff, you know, right? Because they just like, they did. They brought they brought him on, and then they just treated like, it like well, any other screw season. You. Yeah, yeah, real great. <laughs> uh, the Bachelor definitely does have some pretty significant problems. Yeah. So, what do you think of your first season? <laughs> well. I don't know. It's not Christy. No, it's not normally like this. So this is like a weird one to start with. Yeah. This was this was a lot. For sure. Normally there's a happy couple right now we'd be talking about. A happy couple for like another couple months. Yeah, but at <laughs> least right now when it airs. <laughs> but instead we have misery. Yeah. I mean, I think, pro it, and ho hopefully it's a little less toxic normally, but it does seem like a, an environment that encourages toxicity to a certain extent. Um, and just the worst in humanity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just at a loss for words. That is where i'm at <laughs> i would definitely like to see the bachelor be not quite as ridiculous in the future uh, as i've as i've said before on this show i think that it's kind of ridiculous to hold other ethnicities to different standards you just choose like utterly ridiculous like nonsense people who are white all the time. <laughs> yeah. Who, like, who cares? Like, that, that is more 
indicative to me of like a like having the wrong attitude right obviously they have to like comb through how many thousands of submissions each season right Mm -hmm. um and you're telling me that like the black people the asian people the you know indian the indian people the whatever like ethnicity you're telling me that like those people who submitted were just so awful that you like had to pick victoria for example <laughs> like That's and, really and i don't want to like i i don't want to like throw so much shade at her like well, that's but, deserved in my opinion. But it's an it's an easy it's an easy example, right? Yeah. Because she was just like so over the top, so dramatic. Like it's like, well, what is she adding to this besides drama? But it's more it's more concerning to me to like see things from that perspective. Yeah. Because I'm sure people like that submitted, and yeah, you don't want to be like, okay, well, we have. 25 contestants i'm just making that number up so we need you know five of them to be white we need five of them to be black we need five of them to be indian like what like that's kind of silly yeah but i'm sure those people have been submitting so yeah well i also kind of thought like since we had um Tasha as the bachelorette last year and then matt i thought well are they really going to do three black leads in a row I don't think so, which is no, probably they why they went back 11 spots to the 11th place finisher, bypassing all those other women that finished ahead of her to get to a white <laughs> contestant with Katie. Ah, big oof. And then, oh, I guess we can have Michelle too later on. Um, so they got to gotta split it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that Katie was co- very popular. Yes. But that is pretty funny to to view it from that angle. Uh, and I think that both of us are pretty cynical. Yes. <laughs> when it comes to The Bachelor in particular. Uh, <laughs> and so I think perhaps that uh, we we might see things a little bit from, from more of how they are potentially just based on, on our personalities and how, how we view it. But yeah, this was quite the season. And two, I just, uh, I don't get either because, like, right, Tasha was incredibly popular, right? Yeah, I mean, people really liked her season, I think. Yeah, like, that's what, I, that's what I've seen a lot online is that people, like, really liked her season and are, like, really happy that she and whoever she picked <laughs> betraying my ignorance here Zach. i have no i have no idea who she's you know did they actually get engaged or are they just yes, dating they're engaged they did get engaged okay yeah so like people seem to be really happy about that so what's the like what's the big deal yeah it shouldn't that's the thing it shouldn't be a big deal it shouldn't be a big deal when you cast a black bachelor that's, that's the crazy part like it should yeah. just be oh he just happens to be black but because you never cast any then it becomes a huge it'd be the same if they cast an indian bachelor like that would also make big news but that's what happens when yeah. you exclude everybody for 20 years you've like dug a hole that it's hard to get out of now yeah, I th- I would ag- I would agree with that. 
as as well and i don't i don't have the statistics on this but like billions of people are not white (laughs) yeah (laughs) like that shouldn't be a hot take but i feel like for this franchise kind of is a hot take (laughs) i mean the majority of their audience is white so yeah but like who cares yeah, it shouldn't matter, but like you're you're just as much of a great person as I am being black. Like who cares? <laughs> well, I don't uh, know. Will they will they see the errors of their ways? I think they're trying, but well, they're we'll at see. least trying in air quotes. Whether they're actually <laughs> trying, perhaps, yeah. is a different question. <laughs> yes, we we shall see. Will Will Chris Harrison ever return? Will people still mm. be mean on the internet? I mean, that well, is definitely yes. The second one but, is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yet. Know, will Will the Bachelor franchises? have black people on the show in the future we will see (laughs) yeah i that whole situation just particularly as someone who like literally had like i knew i knew of the bachelor right like just culturally but i never watched it and like i knew like probably the only thing i knew was like that they were like trying to find like somebody to get engaged to out of a bunch of people and like there were roses involved like li- mm-hmm. that's literally <laughs> all i knew and so coming into this and actually learning some of these things is quite strange for me because like i probably would have just assumed that there had been a lot of black people and asian people and like just all these other ethnicities just because like there are a lot of those people in the US. <laughs> but I guess if your if your demographic is like white women in their forties, presumably I don't know if that's actually true, but I feel like that's probably pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like your demographic is not hugely represented in the viewership of The Bachelor. You know, like black women 25 to 35 whatever yeah it's Um, a small percentage and so maybe they just feel justified in that they're like well all of the people who watch are are white so i mean it used to be it used to be way worse like when i first started watching you were lucky to see one in the whole cast (sighs) so they've come a long way (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they have a long way left to go, that's for sure. Yeah. Do you have uh, a kiss count? <laughs> Do I have a kiss count? Does the sun rise every morning? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Uh, so first of all, we had 16 kisses. 
this episode alone. Which impressive. Which is a if if last episode had not been so wild would have been a record. It is the second most kisses in an episode, despite only having two people in it. Yep, and a missing date. And a missing date. Now, I also have our total kiss counter for kisses shown on screen season 25 of The Bachelor. Is this right? Who knows? (laughs) I did my best, everyone. (laughs) But the final number that I have here is 133. Wow. I remember we were at one point we were wondering if we were going to break 100, but we long passed that. I, those were more innocent times, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know if enjoyed is necessarily the right word. I enjoy podcasting. No, I said I hope he enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> I know you didn't enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully it was worth it. I tend to think that it was not worth it, but hopefully, hopefully, at least it prompts him to realize that he actually needs to go and and build a better support net network and hopefully f- get counseling or therapy of some kind to work through some of these things. Uh, but no, I don't think overall it was a positive experience for him. <laughs> no, this this turned his life upside down and not in a good way. Yes. Yeah, not the like head over heels in love romantic way. The like, I never want to speak to you again kind of way. <laughs> yeah, just I just can't believe what a mess this was. But yeah. it's over now. Yep. So, as far as plans for the future, I think we will at least be back for the next season of The Bachelorette. Uh, Maybe we will try to produce an episode here or there in between to keep y'all's attention. Maybe we'll start doing episodes on some other trash TV in the (laughs) meantime. Who knows? Yeah, we're not sure. Who knows what will happen? (laughs) <laughs> have to figure that out. Do you have any final words for season 25 of The Bachelor, Christy? Anything you want the people mm. to know? Um, not much. It was fun to watch, even if, even if it was a mess. It was still entertaining. <laughs> yes, and it's good to, uh, as I was saying earlier when I misheard you, you know, I enjoy podcasting. I enjoy podcasting with a good co-host. It's the enjoyment comes more from perhaps roasting things as they happen, <laughs> observing just the completely ridiculousness. But I think overall, we did have more fun than Matt. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no question there. This was fun, especially as a first podcasting experience for me at mm-hmm. least. Yes, I would agree. Well, 
we probably won't speak to you next week. But until next time, have a great life. <laughs> Goodbye. This has been Group Dates and Hot Takes, a Bachelor Nation podcast. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. 